0: If you're watching this channel, it's because you don't enjoy watching the world squander what Christendom built, but you want to do your part. And chances are you've heard me mention a great means by doing just that. Email made by and for Catholics. Check out fidee That's F-I-D-E-I dot email. Built for Catholic individuals, families, organizations, and groups. They're private, secure, and of course, they're Catholic. And they're offering two months off on your first year for an annual subscription if you enter the coupon code return to tradition without spaces that's the name of this channel without spaces at checkout i think it's time to talk about something i've been delaying talking about for a while here and it's a very important story i've hinted at in live streams recently and but it really kind of gets to the basic bottom of this problem here have you ever noticed when you talk to your Catholic friends and family members who they seem aware that there's something wrong in the church, but they can't point to what's really going on and they don't seem to be able to accept some of the independent media narratives on this because after all, the Catholic media being staffed by Catholics and run by Catholics are people of faith and should be trusted to give us the full reporting on things, right? That's sort of, it's a logical assumption to make. In the same way that if we had public figures who are Catholic, we should be able to trust them to actually live their Catholic life and make Catholic decisions related to the jobs they hold. But of course, in the case of the politicians that I'm hinting at here, we know that that's not actually the case. And unfortunately, that seems to not be the case with the Catholic official media. And bringing here the story to you that I've hinted at again in some live streams in recent weeks that Francis had a meeting with the press corps of the vatican those are the officially sanctioned catholic journalists whose job it is for catholic news outlets of various kinds whether it's vatican news or Catholic.de or some of these other pretty mainstream european and north american catholic news organizations their job is to provide the unbiased uh, bbc type coverage of what's going on in the vatican and I, I tried just a second ago to come up with the most neutral, trustworthy, mainstream, secular news organization I could come up with to compare it to. But, of course, if you're familiar with the PPC, you see that that's kind of funny to think about because they are far they are far from unbiased. They are a very biased news organization. And so Francis gave this, like, off-the-cuff kind of talk to them and thanked them for their delicacy in supporting or in reporting on various issues going on at the Vatican. So we go to Infovaticana for this article. Headline from them The Pope thanks journalists for their delicacy when talking about the scandals of the church. Delicacy is an interesting word he chose there. And as we often like to think about Francis being very sloppy with what he says, I tend to think he's very measured with what he says. He says what he means. It's just that He's not as restrained in what he lets out as possible, if that makes any sense. He says what he means, but sometimes some thoughts should not be expressed, right? I've referenced, Like I said, I've referenced this story a few times in live streams, but it's time to take a deeper dive into the story. We see how here happening is that Francis is thanking the media for covering for him. If you've wondered why Catholic media outlets aren't reporting on things like the growing resistance of Fiducia supplicants or Cardinal Fernandez's bibliography coming to light with as much force as they should be covering it, or they haven't been covering the numerous wicked priests Francis has given cushy jobs to in Rome, while the Rupnik story disappeared from the news very quickly, you, you can name a whole lot of these stories, it's because the officially approved Catholic media are purposely covering for Francis. And Francis knows it, and he's thanked them for it. Here's the key point from that article. He invokes the label Vaticanist to describe people who live and work in Rome and cover the Vatican professionally. So, here's what he has to say. Quote, The Pope also took advantage of his presence before journalists to ask for forgiveness, quote, for the times that the news that worries me in various ways has distanced them from their families, from playing with their children. This for the Pope is, quote, very important. And for this reason, he revealed that when he confesses, he asks parents, quote, do you play with your children? It is one of the things that a father and a mother must always do, play with their children. And it also takes away from time to spend with their husbands or wives. The reality is that the Holy See has become accustomed to breaking some major news during the weekends, such as the appointment of Victor Manuel Fernandez or the dismissal of Bishop Strickland. Continuing with his speech, who is the Vaticanist, his holiness asked himself, and he answered this question by borrowing the words of one of the journalists, who recently turned 80 years old and has traveled a lot with the popes. Speaking of his work as a Vaticanist, he described it as, quote, quick work to the point of ruthlessness doubly as uncomfortable when applied to a lofty subject like the church which the commercial media inevitably brings to its level or market in so many years of vaticanism he added i have learned the art of searching for and telling life stories which is a way of loving man i have learned humility i have approached many men of god who have helped me believe and remain human therefore i can only encourage those who want to venture into this journalistic specialization The Pope also wanted to thank the Vaticanists for, quote, the delicacy they so often have when speaking about the scandals of the Church, referring to their respect for the victims and the silence full of shame regarding the most gruesome details. Thank you, thank you for this attitude when they have to talk about scandals, although the mentality of covering up whatever it is still remains in the minds of many ecclesiastics. Quote, The beauty of his work around Peter is found on the solid rock of responsibility and truth, not on the fragile sands of chatter and ideological readings. This lies in not hiding reality and also its miseries without sweetening tensions, but at the same time without making unnecessary clamor, but striving to capture what is essential in the light of the nature of the church. How much good this does for the people of God, for the simplest people, for the church itself, which still has a way to go to communicate better, with testimony rather than with words, the Pope told reporters. End quote. Releasing news on the weekend is right out of the secular political playbook. It's how politicians do things. They do it because people are paying less attention on weekends. They typically are doing other things. Most YouTubers will tell you that their view counts go down on weekends if they're doing news kind of coverage because people often don't want to watch that kind of stuff. It's a fair observation. Not so true in the church, though. And But you do see them not reporting on things as much and thus releasing this information to the public on weekends with the hopes that it will not be covered. Now, it's worth noting there that Francis spoke specifically about ideological considerations and essentially not offering fodder for those of us who report on everything he does That to warn people against the influence he's having in the church. He, he is very much thanking them for essentially not giving people like us more to work with. That's what he's doing. And he thanks them for their complicity in not reporting on things to the full depths of things. This is why I rely so much on more independent journalists out of the out of the European Union, out and out of the Vatican, especially out of Italy and Spain and other places that are relatively close to the Vatican and are very close to high-profile, very important cardinals who can give them information. Now, this is something that I'm not the only one who's noticed this story and that it's got some Very interesting implications going back all the way to the beginning of Francis's time allegedly running the church. Phil Lawler was riffing on this on an article on his own news site, Catholic Culture. And he points out that Francis didn't always have this kind of relationship with the media. In Buenos Aires, he famously didn't give many interviews for fear of saying things he didn't mean to say. That was his stated reason for it. There's a lot of good reasons for that back in those days, and none of them have to do with prudence except for one type of prudence. Francis very nearly became Pope in 2005. He was being prepared for that by Cardinal Martini years beforehand. He was very careful with what he said for political reasons. Because in a conclave, we don't get to know what goes on behind the scenes there, but it can be safely assumed that people are doing their research on the front runners at every phase of the, the papal election process. I would be checking on the bishops that I didn't know very well, if they were suddenly the front runners to be the Pope, if I were participating in a conclave, and I know you would too. So, Mr. Lawler gives us some good insights into some of the meaning of what's going on in this article here, and it's worth going into here. So, quote, And this week, it was during a private audience with members of the Vatican Press Corps that the Pope unleashed his latest eye-popping quote. Sure enough, it came when he set aside his prepared remarks and thanked the assembled journalists for, quote, the delicacy that you often show in speaking about the scandals of the church. What did the pontiff mean by delicacy in the coverage of scandals? He explained that, quote, there are so many, and I have seen in you a great delicacy, a respect, and almost ashamed silence. Here, shame might be better translated as abashed. In context, the Pope was thanking reporters for not delving into the seamier details of scandals. And it is important to bear in mind that not every country has seen the same saturation coverage of the Ted McCarrick problem that the American media have provided over the past 20 years. Still, the Pope's comments, like so many of his off-script comments, are bound to cause him some real difficulties. First, Pope Francis seems to be encouraging journalists not to report on Vatican scandals. That message, whether or not it was conveyed intentionally, is 180 degrees different from the Pope's off-stated commitment to transparency and full disclosure. Second, the Pope seems to be thanking the accredited members of the Vatican Press Corps, the reporters whose work requires steady access to Vatican officials, for maintaining a discreet silence regarding scandals. Is he implicitly acknowledging that to date journalists who have not aggressively questioned his own personal involvement in the Zanquetta affair, the Rupnik scandal, the London real estate fiasco? Maybe he, he is even hinting that during the remainder of this pontificate, reporters who handle these matters with, quote, delicacy, and perhaps even with ashamed slash abashed silence, will be treated with favor. Here's something else we have learned during this papacy. Pope Francis goes off script, neither he nor the Vatican press office bothers to clarify. So the questions linger. End quote. I my reading of that would be that he is implicitly suggesting those journalists who have expressed who have that he is thanking for their essential self-restraint in how they cover these things are being promised favor. And what kind of favor do journalists want? It's not usually financial, it's access access to the halls of power, access to influential members of the Curia. Imagine if you could get a, a one-on-one with Cardinal Perolin, the Cardinal Secretary of State, where you could be given access to Cardinal Fernandez, the prefect for the Dicastery, the Doctrine of the Faith, who's in the news for all sorts of things. If you have a long history of being careful in your coverage of these stories, you're more likely to be given access to the most important figures in the Roman Curia. That is the bread and butter of journalists. That is what they live for. And that is why in the secular realm, as well as in the church, you often see stories that we're talking about not covered very much in any great depth. And when they are, they're often favorable to those in positions of authority. So be wary of official Catholic media. That's why myself and the colleagues that are of mine that are here on this platform do what we do. I'm curious what you have to say about this, though. Do you think he's thanking them for their complicity and not going in full detail about the evils that we talk about here in the alternative Catholic media? Let me know in the comments, please. Hit like and subscribe if you haven't. It does help. So to sharing this on social media, that helps too. And if you've ever thought about becoming a patron of this channel, it would be greatly appreciated if you would consider doing so. It does help keep these messages coming on a daily basis. As always, pray for the Church. I'm Anthony Stein. Ave Maria.